Burns and Gambo. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Pa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets four diamond splendor. These are the plays. These are the moments. This is what made up the Cardinals' 31-21 loss yesterday to the Seattle Seahawks to fall to 3-6 and six on the season. We call it Big Red Reacts here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We start where we always start at the beginning. First quarter, Seahawks, 49-yard field goal by Jason Myers. They're up 3 nothing after their first possession. The Cardinals, here's something we haven't seen a lot of. First quarter success offensively set up by Kyler Murray. Takes the snap. Five steps straight drop in trouble. And he's hit in the backfield but gets out of there running right at the 20. And he's got the first down at the 30 at the 35-40 and slides to the 44-yard line. It's a gain of 22 for Kyler Murray leaving the pocket and picking up the first down and more. Yeah, big run by him right there on that third down to get the 22 yards. Avoided the sack. Uh, number 10. I couldn't remember. I think I just wrote down numbers on some of these plays. Somebody had him. Somebody had him, and he was able to sneak out of there and burst 20-plus yards down the field. Set up. Look at this. A first-quarter touchdown. going to be a pass play. Murray setting up. Now he's in trouble. Backing up. Throws complete near side to Hopkins at the 15. Turns right 10-5. In the end zone for the touchdown. Great patience by Kyler Murray with pressure in his face. He waited. Found DeAndre Hopkins, who did the rest, and the Cardinals get a first-quarter touchdown for the first time in a long time. Simple crossing pattern from left to right. Got a block from Connors at the end there. And the Cardinals have the lead. Week 13 last year at Chicago. The last time? It was the last time Jeez. they scored a touchdown on the first offensive possession of the game. You have to go back to week 13. The Seahawks and the Cardinals would exchange punts. The Seahawks would get the ball back. Now we're into the second quarter. After a near interception by Byron Murphy, a ball that, quite frankly, he's got to get. The Seattle Seahawks would get a second shot at scoring a touchdown, and they would do it in the back of the end zone of DK Metcalf. Shotgun snap to Smith. Drop straight back. Fires left side in the end zone and is caught in the back of the end zone. And it's a touchdown. Boy, great job by DK Metcalf to get both feet down. Antonio Hamilton in coverage. I'll never understand how a defensive back covering a guy that's in the back of the end zone can continue to look at the guy in the back of the end zone. There's nowhere for him to go. Just turn around. Turn around, Bright Eyes. Turn around. (laughs) Antonio Hamilton, like he's he's already in the back of the end zone. Did you just quote Total Eclipse? I think I just turn around, Bright Eyes. Fascinating. Yes. I thought that was AJ Green's song. (laughs) Well, that was a year ago. That was his song too. That's when things started going wrong. He's already in the back of the end zone. Like, and like the play's going to end. Turn around. So Murphy's near interception turns into a very real touchdown for the Seattle Seahawks. They're up 10-7. Several punts from that point on. The Cardinals would get the ball back right before the two-minute warning. After a Robbie Anderson drop, Kyler Murray taking matters into his own hands on fourth down. The problem with Kyler Murray's hands. Murray in trouble, gets hit, gets up and runs. He's got room at the 40, 35, 30, and then he fumbles the ball. Fumbles it forward, and the Seahawks recovered at the 22. Oh, my goodness. Kyler Murray got the first down. Josh Jones, though, got a fumble recovery as it looked like Ryan Neal poked it out. Points off the board on a fourth and four. 
Fourth and four, points off the board. Now, the play re- the play right before that, Robbie Anderson dropped the ball. Oh, flat out dropped flat it. Flat out dropped flat it. So out he drops it. a pass, and then Kyler fumbles the football. Yep, and by that fumble, no opportunity for a field goal, no opportunity for points. I'm surprised Kyler doesn't fumble more the way he holds that ball out there like that. I'm surprised more, but you should always go for the ball and not even him because you have a better chance of get hit, hitting the ball than you do with trying to tackle him. Start the third quarter, the Seattle Seahawks still really scuffling offensively. The pressure was being brought back-to-back sacks. Isaiah Simmons on second down. Then Zach Allen and Marcus Golden combining on third down. Shotgun snap. Straight drop back Smith from the pocket. Hit. Sacked again. Back-to-back sacks. Marcus Golden and Zach Allen were back there for the Cardinals. And the Seahawks have to punt it away. It would lead to a Seattle punt. Yeah, it led to a Seattle punt. I mean, Isaiah was was seven-yard loss. And he had the, 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 the uh, look like Thomas spoke to an Allen. We're all in on that one. So two big sacks right there pushed him back 13 yards. Cards get the ball back. And this is where we go for some trickeration that didn't work for the Cardinals. Wide receiver screen to the left. Caught by Dorch. And now he throws it far side to Connor. Caught at the 30 35, breaks a tackle, gets the first down, has the 40 to the 42. It was a backwards pass to the left to George, and then a forward pass to the far right side of the field to James Conner on third and 17. They get 18 yards. Illegal forward pass. Yeah. Offense. Both passes were forward during the play. That's a five-yard penalty. Lost it down. Fourth down. Not so fast, my friends. The pass from Dorch yeah, was, was supposed way, to go backwards. It was way ahead. That was Kyler said after yeah. the game. The Dorch, Dorch's pass was the one that was supposed to be yes, that had the to lateral. Be backwards. Yep. Yeah. So Cardinals would punt. Seahawks would get the ball back. This is where the game really started to pick up because Geno Smith made what the Seattle Riders were calling his worst throw of the season. Snap to Smith. He's going to throw. And he tried to dump it off. It's picked off at the 30 on the near side by Collins. Running it back to the left of the 20 to 10. Touchdown! Saving Collins. Great awareness. Are the Cardinals not getting big plays every week out of either Isaiah, Zabin Collins or Isaiah Simmons? Seems, seems so, right? a seven-yard sack by Isaiah. He had this interception in turn for a touchdown by Zabin. It does seem like, as, as negative as things are right now, that these two guys can play some. And they are impact players, that they make big-time plays. Absolutely. And that big play, I mean, we've seen it from this Cardinals defense, whether it was you know Simmons with a pick six, Marco Wilson with a pick six, Byron Murphy against the Raiders. Their knack for returning the ball for points has been evident all year long. At this point, the building is alive. The Cardinals have a 14-10 lead. It would not last long. Geno started to flex after this, and the Seahawks would go on a long, productive drive. Smith, straight drop back. Looking, firing, left side end zone, caught for a touchdown. It's Tyler Lockett. Yeah, just, you know, it was a tough one there because you knew that the second Buddha threw his hands up, to yell at the ref, you like, I want to see the replay on this because Buddha doesn't usually do that. Clearly, Lockett pushed off to get that separation and get that touchdown. Yeah, clearly, three third downs converted on that drive by Seattle, and that also included the ball that was passed to Disley that was tipped in the air, and Tanner Vallejo couldn't come down with it. The very next play was the touchdown pass to Tyler Lockett. So Seattle reclaims the lead 
13 to 14 at that point. Cardinals would punt after that after a Shelby Harris sack of Kyler Murray for a loss of nine yards. The Seahawks would get the ball back. Geno Smith started doing Geno Smith things again. Snap to Smith. Drops back to pass. Steps up in the pocket. Runs left side. 40-35. Slides to the 32. Well read by Geno Smith. And it's a gain of 18 on the first down. He's not the fastest guy in the world, and he didn't need to be because he had a ton of green in front of him. Yeah, it's like a 20-yard run on a third and eight. I mean, that was – it was just – you could just tell the second he saw it, he just hit that hole right away. There was nobody – there was nobody that could have made a play on him until he got, you know, 15 yards down the field. Yep, a couple more third downs converted by the Seahawks on offense that it would ultimately result in this Kenneth Walker touchdown. Walker to the right of Smith, handoff Walker right side, falls forward in the end zone for a huge. Seattle touchdown. What a drive. Over six minutes off the clock, and now with seven and a half to go, the Cardinals are down two possessions, 23 to 14 right now. Yeah, 13-play drive, Burnsy. A 13-play drive. Started in their own 19-yard line. They got that touchdown, and put that put them up by two scores. Yeah, now the Cardinals would rally. They would march down the field. James Conner, 14-yard rush. Rondale Moore, 11-yard catch. Ultimately, it would result in the six-yard touchdown by Zach Ertz to pull within one score. Conner to the left of Kyler Murray, who takes the shotgun snap. Short set, throws over the middle. Ertz is there, caught it. Touchdown. 3.32 to go. The Cardinals are not done yet. That was a big one, right? Because now you're saying, okay, let's look at the clock. Three minutes and 32 seconds left. You've got all three of your timeouts left. Look at it. All three timeouts left. Get a stop. Get the ball back and give yourself a chance to either tie it and force overtime or win the game outright. 24-21. Seattle gets the ball back. And this was the play that basically iced it for the Seahawks. Other center of Smith. He takes the snap. It's play action. He boots to the right. Throws right. Caught by Fanta the 15. 20, 25, 30. He stays in bounds at the 40, 45, 50 into Cardinal territory. They're trying to strip the ball, and they can't. They just got to tackle Fant, they finally do at the 32. Oh, my goodness. It, you just try – you watch that play over and over again. Was it Demukeji? Was it Collins? And even later on, Thompson wasn't able to make a tackle until Buda made the tackle 50 yards down the field. Collins wasn't able to catch up to him. Then he tried to take an angle to try to get him, but wasn't able to get that either. Demukeji came off the ball and had him there, but then left him to go after Geno Smith. So just, just terrible all around by the cards. And it led to this final touchdown. Smith takes – Pitches to Walker, running right, cuts it back to the left, and Walker keeps the feet driving, and he is into the end zone for the touchdown to put the Cardinals away. You surprised they went in the end zone there? A lot of times the guy just goes because they had just picked up the first down and forced the Cardinals to take their final timeout. In the moment, I wasn't. Probably in my mind, I was thinking the game was done either because way. Because a lot of times, because then, okay, 10-point lead, you, you kick a field goal, get an onside kick, throw up a Hail Mary is always a snowball's chance, right? If you get, if you're able to do that. Yeah, you make it a two-score game, now you, you take that off the off the table, right? You know, Well, you're up two scores, then if the Cardinals can quickly get a field goal and then get the onside kick, throw up a Hail Mary for the touchdown, you know, they'd have a chance. So a lot of times, teams like to just go down and kill the clock. Kill the clock, so you don't even get the ball back. 31-21 the final. The Cardinals lose to the Seattle Seahawks. When we come back here on Burns and Gambo, the Cardinals missing offense. Hello. We're trying to find them. Have you seen them? Have them give us a call next on the Burns and Gambo show. Let's go. 
Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday in Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Look, it's hit. Gets up and runs. He's got room at the 40, 35, 30. And then he fumbles the ball. Fumbles it forward, and the Seahawks recovered at the 22. Oh, my goodness. Kyler Murray got the first down. Josh Jones, though, got a fumble recovery as it looked like Ryan Neal poked it out. That was uh, right before halftime, obviously, the fumble that yuck. certainly cost the Cardinals well, three points. Yuck. Yeah, yuck. It was. I, it, it was. Watching them struggle again offensively yesterday, right? I mean, there were moments. It, it, that you mentioned it earlier, and you're right. The timeouts, the, the, the timeout management was great. They had their timeouts. They did. They, they scored they did early a in the job game. They, they huh? scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Yeah. Sure. Things that we have been begging for offensively out of the Cardinals. They delivered yesterday. It's almost like you, one step forward, two steps back. That's exactly what it is. Hey, we, we saved all our timeouts. We didn't have to use a wasted timeout. Okay, great. We scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Okay, great. Kyler got sacked five times. He fumbled the football. Um, you, you you had how many pre-snap penalties? Eight. Okay, great. Two we didn't have to, to we didn't count have the pre-snap penalties. Call a, we didn't have to call a timeout for a delay game, but we had eight pre-snap penalties. Hey, Billy Price, once again, throws the ball over Kyler Murray's head. I mean, yeah, this, this offense, which they have a lot, a lot of money invested, although there's a lot of injuries, this offense has not been good. Ten offensive possessions. They crossed midfield three times. That was something that you and I both noted was in Darren Urban's yes. uh, uh, AZ Card- uh, azcardinals.com report about the game. Ten times they had the ball, three times they crossed midfield. Yep, and only three possessions, which featured more than one first down. It's been a giant... Uh, it, it, so much so that it's it's the problem is that the average pass from Kyler Murray to one of his receivers is the distance from me to you right now doesn't help that's the truth it's the truth doesn't help the distance the average pass is 3.5 yards he threw 35 times for 170 do you realize yards. that the difference between me and you right now is about 3 it's yards about three and a half yards yeah about 3 that's 4 yards yeah. me to you mm-hmm. that's the average pass play i know is me to you. Come on. Like, come on. What's going on here? What's going on? Kick it downfield? I started to count, and I stopped after a while, just behind the line of scrimmage plays, because that's like a big thing in their offense. How many times did they throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage? I mean, the first play of the game, the first play of the game, behind the line to Rondell Moore. Gained five yards. Same drive, behind the line to Rondell Moore. So the first series, they still threw two balls behind the line of scrimmage. It's a, it's screen city, man. That's all this offense is, is screen city. Kyler Murray after the game. We got to evaluate. You know, everybody's got to evaluate themselves. Um, we understand what's going on right now, as far as uh, just playing bad football. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not winning football, and that's 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 the result you're going to get when you're out there doing stuff like that. You know what it is too. Yeah, it's boring. It's so boring to watch. It it, it just doesn't. Last year, early, this offense had pizzazz. It had flair. It was fun to watch. It was down the field. It was vertical. It was, you know, and I, and I, look, I, I understand everything that's going on with the Cardinals right now. Trust me, I do. I understand how defenses are defending them. I understand how they're playing, you know, two high safeties and everybody's back. They're trying to keep everything in front of them. I understand the Cardinals' offensive line issues and how Kyler Murray might not have a ton of time. But this offense, and this is why, in part, I'm asking 
for a different play caller this week to see if it gives us a different vibe offensively. You should want to try something. They you should, should want to try something different. If, if, if Somebody if, should just say Cliff, just for one. Let's just see, man. I mean, you just tell the head coach. But, you know, sometimes it's a pride thing. I don't know. They had eight first downs in the football game. They had eight first downs. They only had 200 and something yards of offense, 262 yards of offense. That's it. 140 passing, 34.5 yards per completion. The average completion was the distance between me and you right now. You know, or if you're in your car, the average, the average distance is like from the back seat to the hood of your car. I mean, is the, the passes aren't going anywhere. It's a really bad offense right now. It's a pathetic op- offense. They shut down Hop and then the Cardinals had nothing and basically had nothing all game. Well, that's and that's the other thing we have to talk about too is DeAndre Hopkins being shut down. Now Tariq Woolen was on him, and he's legit. He's the real. He made yeah. one play on Hop on a pass to Hop where he was he was kind of trailing behind the play. Came across and he came across. He had that closing speed. And he came in and without interfering, DeAndre Hopkins just perfectly knocked the ball away. He's legit. He's good, but still to only target DeAndre Hopkins five times, and really only twice. Right after the first drive, I think three of those targets were on the first drive. He got targeted two times, maybe three. The rest of the game after that doesn't make any sense to me. That part baffles me. Yeah. The problem a lot of times is like right before like Seattle goes on this 13 play drive, what do the Cardinals do? Incomplete to Ertz. Kyler runs for six. Third and four, incomplete pass. That was the woolen breaking up the pass. Then you punt. And then you get a 13-play drive. And so part of the problem with these 13-play drives is what the Cardinals are doing, what the Cardinals are doing with the ball <clears throat> on some of these long drives right before it. I mean, when you're going three and out or even four and out and five and out, your defense is right back on the field. Now, I think there's blame to go with the defense, of course. But, man, your offense isn't doing the defense any favors when it keeps getting off the field very quickly and can't move the ball. And then Seattle goes on a 13-play drive. Look, I know a lot of fans woke up this morning and they were hoping that there was going to be a head coaching change. Uh, you're reporting that it's not going to happen. There's not going to be a coaching change. I, I didn't expect that it was going to happen. I woke up this morning hoping at some point we were going to hear Cliff Kingsbury express a willingness to have somebody else call place. Not that Cliff is... Totally to blame. Not that injuries don't have something to do with it. Not that the execution of the plays that are being called doesn't have something to do with it. I would acknowledge all of that. But at this point, something about this equation offensively has to change for the Cardinals. There has to be a different voice. There has to be a different plan. There has, it's not just enough to tweak how you practice or tweak a little bit of this or tweak a little bit of that. Right now, the whole offense for the Cardinals is Stagnant. It is not a growth enterprise. It's not as productive as it needs to be. And if I were Cliff Kingsbury, I would want to try something different yeah. for no other reason to save my own hide at the end of the year when they start making decisions about whether they want to keep me or Look, not. We're going to talk about this later, but here's the reality. Okay, this is the God's honest truth with this offense. Kyler Murray looks at his first option at wide uh, uh, when he's going to throw the ball, and if that guy's not open, this offense is in a lot of trouble. Okay. Kyler drops back to pass. If the first guy he's looking at is not wide open, this offense is terrible. It's got no chance. So that's where that problem comes in. And we're going to do a deep dive into this a little bit later on. But he's got his eyes focused on one guy. And if for some reason he's got to take his eyes off of that guy because that guy's covered, this offense isn't going anywhere. When we come back here on Burns and Gambo, outside of one highlight play, the defense got to talk about the defense next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Big 
Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Other center is Smith. He takes the snap. It's play action. He boots to the right, throws right, caught by Fant to the 15. 20, 25, 30, stays in bounds at the 40, 45, 50, into Cardinal territory. They're trying to strip the ball, and they can't. They just got to tackle Fant, and they finally do at the 32. Oh, my goodness. Basically, the play that ended the game yesterday, any chance the Cardinals had of getting back in that, that 51-yard <laughs> catch and run, undid it, right? It was a three-point game at that point. Cardinals get a stop. They get the ball back. Who knows what happens after that, but they don't, and they didn't, and they lose. And here we are now for the third straight week after we went four straight talking about a defense that had been playing out of their minds, about a defensive coordinator that we thought was the head coach in waiting should they make a move, and certainly a guy who was going to get, and still could, get some looks this offseason as a head coaching candidate. This defense has gotten gashed, is getting gashed. It happened again yesterday. 10 for 15 on third downs and wow. 421 yards allowed yesterday. You, you look at the the third downs was just, you just shake your head, you don't understand. So uh, on one of the touchdown drives, a big one, at a third and two, they completed to Disley for three yards. So third and 12, they went to Lockett for 12 yards. So third and one, they went to Walker, he ran it for three yards. And at a third and six, they got the touchdown pass uh, from Gina Lockett for nine yards. That became a 17-14 lead. That's four third downs that they converted. And then on the other, the other one, the other, the other scoring ones, again, just converted third down after third down after third Three down. Three of them in the other one. It was... Three of them in the other one. Yeah. yeah, it was just incredible. And Gino, Gino, third and eight run by Gino for 20 yards. A third and two run by Walker that set up his own touchdown. He ran for 12 yards. And then it was uh, another uh, third and one that Walker ran for four yards. You just, these big drives, you, you, you need to get off the field on third down. You got to make a play on third down and get off the field, and they couldn't do that. Why? It's why. So there were thirteen play drives. Those drives could have been a lot. You got to stop a third and eight. You got to stop a third and, and nine. You've got to stop these third downs. Not everyone was third and one, as we were talking about. Some of those were a lot longer than third and one or third and two. They weren't able to get off the yeah, field. The third and twelve in particular was the one that just kind of drove you crazy because that's you, you so got to lock it for twelve you, yards. You, yep. you got to get off the field. I mean, you, just, yep. you, you have to get off the. Now after the game, Cliff Kingsbury mentioned fatigue. They have the pick six from Zaven Collins, which means the defense has to go right back out there and keep playing. Right, and, yeah. and so was fatigue a part of that? I'm not going to sit here and say that it wasn't. I'm sure they were pretty gassed, but seven straight third down conversions allowed 241 yards in three drives. I mean, think about it. The Cardinals barely had 241 yards of offense for the game. For the game. Seattle had 241 yards of offense in three drives after Geno threw the pick six. I don't care how tired you are. You get get up the field and get a stop there. And now we've got this trend of the Cardinals defense. I didn't realize this until today. They're dead last in the NFL in total points allowed. Yep. Dead last. I saw the same. Yep. Second. Stat, dead last. In, yep. Second points per game allowed. But in total points, deadline. It helped that the well, Lions the held the games. Packers. Oh, they've the been, last they've three games, they've given the up 30 plus three. in every game. They, so in the last three games, they've given about 34, 34, and 31. Okay, it's a recipe for disaster. 
How do you win football games when you're constantly giving up 30 points every game? You can't. Not with this offense. Ni- you they can't. had a nice stretch of four games where the defense had done a good job and they had shut down, you know, the opponents. That that stretch is over. These last three games, 34 points, 34 points, 31 points. Not going to win many games when you play that poorly defensively. Nope. Uh, yardage, the last three games, 494, 381, 421. And this is, see, and I, but here's what I'm afraid of to a certain extent is that we started the year. We didn't think the defense was going to be that great. We thought the Cardinals were going to have to win a lot of shootouts. Yeah. And that the Cardinals defense played above and beyond for the first part of the season. The fear is that this is really closer to who they are. That this is closer to what we kind of thought they were going to be all along. Like defensively, there were just too many holes. And yet I say that. And the two guys that we had the biggest questions about have made big plays. Have been fine. Yeah. Isaiah had a sack yesterday. Zayvon had to pick six. Now, like on, on the play, the, uh, on the play to Fant for fifty yards. <clears throat> There's two ways to look at it. Either Demo Cage had to contain that, or Collins had to pick that up quickly once Demo Cage and Collins wasn't able to get there. So that could be that could be on Collins. That could be on Collins. Now Demo Cage is there, but then releases him, goes to the quarterback. Collins can't get there in time. So you know I, these guys aren't perfect. Now they're making some great plays, like they are making game changing plays, individual plays, but within yes. the team concept and the structure of what you're trying. There's do, still a there's been some breakdowns. Yeah, they're still like they're still not perfect. They're still making mistakes. They're still getting beaten some coverages and things like that. Like there is somebody to blame for the for Fant going 51 yards. Okay, I would imagine it's probably more on Zavin not being able to get there to get to him quick enough. Maybe it was Demukeji, but I would think more it's more likely Zavin. But we'll see if you know Vance talks about that or not. But there are definitely still mistakes being the, on one of the early plays when I got the field goal. It was a third and ten that. Completed it to fans for 15 yards. Isaiah was on him. Isaiah was on fan, but it was a 15. It was a 15 yard pass play, and it set up uh, a field goal. So yeah. those guys. So like they're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. They're not going to shut down everybody in coverage, but they do make some mistakes. It's funny because I'm, I'm thinking back to that Saints game, and you, and you're right. There have been like these individual moments of oh my gosh, you know. I remember after the Saints game, we came in. Man, I don't care that they gave up 500 yards. I don't care that they gave up 34 points. Look at what they did. Isaiah Simmons pick six. Marco Wilson picks. Antonio Hamilton. Antonio Hamilton, interception in the end zone, yep. took points off the board, et cetera, et cetera. It's like at some point, the individual plays and the individual accolades aren't enough. It can't be enough. You, you need know, that's, guys that's, to make game-changing plays. you got to have those guys, but you're right, it's not enough. I mean, that's one play in a game. A lot of times it could turn the momentum of a game, but it is one play in a game. You're looking for a more steady. This defense overall needs to play steady. They need to be able to get off the field. They can't give up all these third downs. They can't give up all these yards. They they got to come up with stops as a defense, as a unit. They need to come up with a stop, not just rely on one guy for a big play. Cliff, after the game on the Cardinals radio network. Yeah, I think they just got worn down. I thought they, they you know, played hard, played tough. Um, you know, Zavin obviously had a great play on the interception, and they're on the field too much. Uh, we, we put them in a tough situation offensively, a bunch of three and outs, and, and we got to be better than that. Now, this game coming up, and we're obviously we're not going to do a huge like deep dive into the Rams yet, but I'll tell you right now, if ever there were a get-right game for a Cardinals defense that's given up a lot of points and a lot of yards, it's this Rams offense right now. They are 
scuffling. Yeah, and what do you think their offense is saying about this matchup against the Cardinals? Oh, this is our They've get-right given game. Up three games in a row, they've given yep. up over 30 points. This is our ability to get th- to get things right. Yep. This is our get-right game. It's the same thing yeah. that happened when the Cardinals played Seattle the first time around. Right. This is our get-right game. Seattle's defense. Yep, Seattle's defense looking at it and go, okay, we've, we've struggled all year long. We'll get right against that offense. That offense is straight. It's the same narrative, the same thing. The thing is, the defense does not have the same amount of injuries as the offense. Right. No, no. Starting left tackle, starting left guard, starting center, you're starting wide receiver, another wide receiver, a t- running back, another running back. Yeah. You don't have the same amount of injuries on the defense as you do on the offense. Yeah, I mean, Buddha showed up on the injury report, but he played. Uh, Jalen Thompson has showed up. Byron Murphy seems to show up on the injury report, but he always finds a way to play. JJ started the season hurt, but he's been you know back and healthy. Yeah, no, it's been... Mostly on the offensive side. Yeah, and it's and, and again, it's just it's one of those things where I, I feel like Isaiah Simmons, check the box. Zavin Collins, check the box. Yeah. I thought those were two boxes that needed to be checked for this Cardinals defense to be great. The boxes have been checked. They still have been great. Yeah, they're good players. You know, I really wish that the NFL trade deadline was later in the season. I, I see some teams are pushing for that. No, I didn't see that. Some teams I saw right over the weekend. Some teams are pushing for a later because because if you were the Cardinals right now in the trade, I mean, come on, a three and six, or even if it was after next week, like you'd be more apt to like get some draft picks back. Well, we haven't even talked about this. You see, that's you, I'm sure you did the story over the weekend about the Cardinals getting calls about DeAndre Hopkins. There was a report from Ian Rappaport yesterday that a few teams I called, did not see that a few teams called check in on DeHop. Yep. Hey, just uh, checking. What do you think? Is he available? And of course, the Cardinals said no. No, because they, they have no offense without him. Um, but there, uh, there was a report that that at least a couple of teams called and kicked the tires on D Hop over the weekend. At least asked, called and checked in to see if he I'm was. I'm thinking available. more like a James Conner or a JJ Watt. Guys, like if you if you if the trade deadline was now. You'd be more inclined to make a trade or two and just try to get some extra draft picks. When we come back, we asked if Cliff Kingsbury is to blame. We talked about the poor play of Kyler Murray in the defense. Is there a deeper foundational issue with this football team right now? We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Here we go! Quick game! Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Third one, high snap, goes over his head. Picked up by Connor back at the 10-yard line. And Connor is tackled at the 14. It's a loss of about 15, and the Cardinals will have to punt. Second high snap for Billy Price. If Kyler was 6'10", not 5'10", he still would have been able to catch that snap. Billy Price was beating himself up over that one, and he should be. Man, this is what happens, right? I mean, it's and it's not like it's that your backup is a guy that's been here for two years and has had plenty of time to practice with him. Right, your backup's a guy that you you just you had to sign. You just had to get him because you needed a guy. And Billy Price wasn't here. He wasn't here. So like he's like learning on the job. So it's a lot better when your backup is a guy that, hey, he's been in the system for a few years. He's comfortable. He's familiar with it. Uh, Billy Price is not. And it's burned the Cardinals a few times. Yeah, it has. There's, I mean, so many other things to talk about um, when it comes to that game. And and a lot of it is is almost just, for lack of a better word, it's kind of foundational stuff, right? Um, the, the high snaps. Now, let's 
call it like it is right out of the shoots here. Okay, the Cardinals are dealing with an unprecedented amount of injuries on their offensive line. Yesterday, when Will Hernandez leaves that game, and you're looking at an interior offensive line of Billy Price at center, Cody Ford at left guard, and now Lasita Smith at right guard, it's your you're flawed, right? You're wounded. You're you're vulnerable. That's the word I was looking for. You're very vulnerable at that point to having your quarterback be under assault the whole game. And Kyler was under assault the whole game. He was sacked yes. five times, right? Yes. You, you've you've got a that, that's the weak link. Seattle's going to go right after it, and they did. And those three guys did not hold up very well. I haven't looked at the pro football focus grades. I would imagine those grades are not very good. But there's something even deeper than that. Foundationally, it's it's the snaps over that. I mean, Billy Price is a NFL center. He he once in a game, maybe, but twice shouldn't be happening, right? right. The false starts, the the procedural penalties, the eight pre-snap penalties. Now some of those were on the defense too, but that's the kind of stuff where even if you've got your backups in, you can't start to tolerate that kind of stuff. You can't sit there and say, hey, it's it's going to happen. It's backups. It it, yeah. it shouldn't be happening even when it is your backups in moments Price, like that. four-year NFL veteran, played in 58 games, had 34 starts at center in his career with the Giants and the Bengals, signed when they, when they released Andy Isabella, they signed Billy Price from the Raiders practice squad. They signed Billy Price. Good size, 6'4", 310, 34 starts in the league. The problem is that just no experience playing with Kyler Murray. No experience playing with these guys. So when you get a guy a month ago, I mean, they basically got him a month ago. You know, he's, you know, you don't have a lot of practice time and they don't practice very hard. He missed all the camp. So, you know, now you're asking a guy at a very, very important position. He's got the ball in his hands on every single play. Every single play. And he wasn't during training camp, he was on somebody else's practice squad to have this great connection and rhythm, and it's just not there. No, and it doesn't sound like it's going to change anytime soon. I know Cliff was asked the question about Rodney Hudson today, and he certainly made it sound like we would. That it didn't Man. seem like Rodney Hudson was going to be available. Did, and then, we, did we not worry about this from the get go? Yes, were we, we all did. not worried about this from the get go? Yes, I was. Man, I don't know if Rodney Hudson's going to make it through the season. Doesn't sound like the guy wants to play. Inexcused absence wasn't there. You know, he had a kid in the off season. His knee wasn't very good. I don't know. This is, you know. Oh, but if he if he if he retires, he's gonna have to pay back a lot of money. Oh, and then all of a sudden he's gonna he's he's here. He's here. Okay. We were all concerned about this. The problem really stems from not having a quality backup that that has been here. That that no, you need to have a quality backup center that that knows the system and knows how to play with Kyler. Yeah, and and they don't have that right now. And Billy Price, it looks like, and this is Cliff Kingsbury's his own words today. Probably going to be the center on Sunday. Doesn't ex- expect center Rodney Hudson to be back this week. Uh, Will Hernandez is out this week with a pec injury. They're hopeful it's not season ending, oh, which man. means if Max. Garcia is able to come back from injury, he could start. And if not, it's going to be Lasita Smith. So at the very least, the bare minimum, there's a chance here you're looking at that interior core being the same again this week. And oh, by the way, knock, knock, Aaron Donald. Look who's over there on the other side of that line. Look who's coming. Yeah. His name is Aaron Donald. He's number 99. He had and the, a big the Ram- play in the game yesterday for the, the Rams. The Rams might not really be lost. very good, but he's all everything, and he's coming to eat your lunch. Here he comes. It's a it's a recipe for disaster. Well, I mean, listen, that's why every mock draft, you know, once we start talking mock drafts later this week, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a lie. I saw one last week. I'm taking an offensive lineman out of Ohio State. Like, it's going to be, you're going to see a lot of offensive linemen on the card 
Bills mock draft list. Yeah, and it, well, it was good to get DJ Humphreys back. And then there's something else kind of foundationally that we have to talk about. And to be fair to the Cardinals, I'll, I'll say this. Look, Zach, when they traded for Zach Ertz last year because they lost Max Williams, he came in immediate impact. Yeah. Right out of the chutes. Boom. Hey, aren't you glad you went and got this guy? Robbie Anderson, one catch, minus four yards. A false start. Nullified a touchdown. A drop on third down. The play which was followed by Kyler Murray's fumble on fourth down. He he played. He looked up the snap count today. Played like 83% of the snaps. He was out there. But making an impact? No. No. Robbie Anderson made no impact yesterday. How did, uh, and how did, um, how did our guy in um, TJ Hawkinson? TJ Hawkinson in Minnesota. That's eight, what I was thinking eight of. Catches seventy yards. I think when it was all said and done, it was it was something along those lines. It was good. Yeah, it was good. We've seen Christian McCaffrey make an impact. Now other guys like like Bradley Chubb made a little bit of an impact yesterday. Chase Claypool didn't make much of an impact. It was kind of hit or miss around the league. But but again, this is game number three for Robbie Anderson. It was fair to assume that he's acclimated, he's set, he's ready to go. And like I say, snaps were not a problem. What he did with those snaps were the problem yesterday. He was he was no better than anybody else they could have trotted out. He was no better than A.J. Green that they could yeah. have trotted out there. Yeah, listen, I mean, again, I, I don't fault you for trying, you know, to get a, go get a guy. This is a guy that's been a proven wide receiver in this league. He's got over a thousand yards. He's, he's been good. He's been good. Fell out of favor in Carolina. You got him on the cheap. You didn't give up a first-day draft pick, a second-day draft pick. Gave up some third, a couple of third-day draft picks. Seemed like it was well worth it, right? It did. It seemed like it was worth it, but no impact. Two games in, absolutely no impact for the guy. You know, you went out and got so like, yeah. Hindsight being twenty twenty, right now, I'd rather have the draft picks back than have him. I mean, I'd rather have the draft picks back. Yeah, because he, you know, it doesn't seem like that was necessary the, to use draft yeah. picks on a player who's just not going to. At the help time, you that much. I think it did right because you, you take two losses off the table. They were three and four, not three and six. I mean, it made sense to go get him at three and four. I, I kind of agree with that. But the fact is that he he hasn't been able to come in and have an impact. Played a lot of snaps, but didn't do anything. Yeah, no, he didn't at all. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android, and you'll never miss any of the shows. The Burns. And Gambo Show podcast is brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home, get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. We've got a lot to talk about that Cardinals loss from yesterday, but there's also a whole lot else stuff going on in sports today. We'll get you caught up on everything you need to know. The four o'clock reset is next on the Burns and Gambo Show.